It's your boy, Witty Wednesday, and you're listening to the Average Addicts Podcast. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. I love you. Now, back to our show. It doesn't matter if you can hear yeah, yes, it. This is my show. Yes, it does. Debate me or fight me. <laughs> Yo, I can not hear me. Oh, wait. Say something, Seth. Here you go. Say something. All right, so on this one, we're going to discuss addiction being... In fact, I'm not going to tell you guys. I don't even want you to prepare, okay? Because I don't prepare anything. <laughs> I probably should, but I never do. I just kind of wing it every single time. Because the issue with that, I'll, I'll explain it all on the podcast, actually. So without further ado, let's get into the damn questions. Are you recording? Get your chip. All right, that's it. Let me tell you something. Welcome to the Average Addicts Podcast, the least boring way to discuss one of the most important topics, in my opinion, that being addiction, recovery, sobriety, not in that order. I am your host, Chris Knight. Today we'll be discussing if addiction is a decision or a choice. Bam. And that's the why, right? See, now the cat's out of the bag. Now you guys know what we're talking about. Damn it. <laughs> all right, I'm ready to rock. Was, you was guys there are. an element of surprise in all this? There was. Yeah, I didn't want anyone to prepare. No, I didn't well, want yeah, to prepare the, for this. I didn't prepare. No preparation <laughs> needed. I yeah. wouldn't have prepared anyways. For me. <laughs> That's how I am. That's how I, last night I was like, I should be writing notes, and I'm like, ah, I'm going to bed. I need to be able to think clearly tomorrow. I'm ready when you guys are. Let it roll. My name is Chris Knight, and today we'll be discussing: Is addiction a disease or a choice? Hot button question. Everybody asks it. I get it all the time. I don't know that my answer is unique, but it is consistent, if nothing else. But before I give my answer, uh, I'm joined here with Kevin Farkas. As usual, like I said, I predicted he'd be a mainstay on the show. I'm not Nostradamus, but I am applying pressure to Kevin, and I may have to end up paying him at some point. (laughs) Oh, twist my arm then. There we go. (laughs) Also in the studio is Seth Whitted. My man. Good buddy of mine. Seth, tell the people about yourself. I'm the man behind the scenes at Average Addicts, you know, just, uh, you know, trying to add some value to my man, my man Chris out here fighting, you know, the good fight against heroin, you know, trying to help others out. So I'm here to help out. Uh, my real name's Seth Witted. I go by Witted Wednesday. I'm a producer, artist. I do music for movies. Well, I want to, you know, so I'm going to speak that into existence. Um, I do a lot. You can check me out every Wednesday. I'm always releasing new content of some sort just trying to inspire the world man show everybody they got gifts and and just trying to point people in the right direction to finding a purpose you know so seth you have some music on soundcloud i got music on soundcloud want to give, give a shout out there the url for that people can check uh, uh yeah if you just type in witted wednesday w-i-t-i-t wednesday in google it'll come up wherever you like to listen to music if it's apple spotify youtube doesn't matter, Facebook, wherever you want to listen. I, I'll be there. If it's not there, hit me up and tell me I'm slipping, and I'll make sure I get it there within 48 hours. I promise you. We'll make it happen. So addiction, disease, or a choice, right? I get asked this a lot, and my answer it remains the same. So people always expect a one way or the other answer, right? It's, it's almost like a confrontational subject. So they either want you to say it's a disease or it's a choice and they have something to combat, you know, whatever, whatever you believe, if it's opposite of, of what they believe. 
So my answer is it's both. It obviously doesn't start as a disease. And you hear the example constantly about cancer. It's not like cancer, little kids dying of this and that. Fine, right? So it is a choice. But once used consistently, it then becomes a disease, which is why it's, it's considered a disease, right? It changes the chemical composition of your brain completely, right? So the reward system in your brain becomes altered. So things that used to make you happy no longer do. So it's at that point they, they consider it a disease. And I don't know that a lot of people know that. You know, so you see these huge arguments constantly. So once you get into that that disease phase, you had to have already used for a considerable amount of time for the most part. And I don't like how confrontational people become. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not on this one, but, you know, you see it all the time. Like, you know, just stop fucking doing it. Just stop doing it. It's a choice. It's your fault. You know, so on and so forth. Fine. that That's true. Right. But what about a situation where, you know, you're in Iraq. Let's say you get hit by an IED. You're on painkillers. You get taken off painkillers. Right. So, yes, it's still a choice, but there are contributing factors that led you into that. You know, and I think that part gets lost on people that start throwing that around. You know, it's your choice. It's your fault. Da, 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 da. You know, and that's fine. And at the end of the day, you have to accept that it is. But there's also an underlying truth, you know, that it does change you. You know, it changes your the way you think. It changes everything about you. We were just discussing um, uh, situations. Right critical thinking, how you make decisions, things you would never ordinarily do, you know, and that's why it falls under the disease category. And again, I think it's lost on people. You know, I watched a video the other day where a guy was saying something to that effect. You know, this is all your fault. And they're almost saying it like, like if you ask for help, that's kind of, that's the, you get, you get this, you know, confrontational response Well, you don't deserve help because it's your fucking choice. You know what I mean? Like, okay, how does that make any sense? You know what I mean? How does it make any sense at all? So by that logic, I see all these pointless debates when the answer is clear. You know, it's both. Now, we can all agree, yes, nobody should get on drugs. But at some point, there's a reality here that, that there's millions of circumstances, you know, that lead you to that decision. Nobody was born, you know, with the thought in their head that they're going to be an addict living on the street. You know what I mean? There's contributing factors, um, behavioral, you know, your surroundings. We talked about that a lot, how I was raised and how it was normal. So, yes, it is a choice. However, there's contributing factors that led you to that. And I just hate the way people almost take the emotions out of it. You know, they take the humanity out of it and say, we can leave you alone. Right. And we're not going to help you because you're this lowly addict. You know what I mean? Without mm -hmm. understanding the entire subject, really, in its entirety, in any in-depth way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I, I think it. I think it sucks. Sometimes people become real uh, selfish. I, I think if you can't help someone, if you don't have the skill sets or the understanding or the empathy, then just move on. Why are you even speaking on this to the point where you're almost like trying to convince others not to help them? Exactly. Because I may have the answers and enough empathy to be able to help you. Yeah. So I'll help you. If it's not your duty, then keep it moving. But just because you don't understand something. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, just remove yourself from the situation. I don't even understand why people speak on those. And that's not even just for addiction. That's for everything. I yeah. feel like when people don't fully understand something, that for some reason, they still have an opinion. They still have their judgments. Yeah. And, and I feel like you never get anything accurate from that. And that's where the arguments come in. Exactly. One of my biggest pet peeves, and I don't know if you guys will agree with me on this one, but it's when people contact you and say, are you okay? You know, so on and so forth. Can I help? It's fine if you do that once, right? But to do it excessively and never actually help, that annoys me to no end. And it happens a lot in addiction. Like I lost a lot of weight, right? So it's almost like everything you do is a red flag. 
You know what I mean? So you get a lot of people saying, you know, are you okay? You know, do you need help with X, Y, and Z? But then when I get on, they're like, yes, I do. You know what I mean? I do need help with, with this here, right here. And I know you can do it. And then when they don't, it's like, what did you ask for? You know what I mean? Why, what was the point of asking me, you know, incessantly? And that annoys me to no end. So you you're know? saying they'll ask you if they can help you and then you'll tell them how they can help you and then Bingo. they won't. Bingo. Okay. Yeah. I thought you at first you were saying you get upset when they keep asking and asking well, and both, asking. Both, yeah. And they don't help. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Because I think now for the people who you say, hey, you can help me this way and then they they don't back up their word. I can't speak for them. But I also understand people who want to help. Yeah. But they don't know how. Like, for instance, when you ask me, is there any way that I can help with your music? Yeah. I can't think of any way that you can help. Yeah. It's more or less about. You know, you have to think about how you can help. Like as far as social media and everything, I seen the missing pieces of the puzzle of average addicts. Yeah. So that's my way of helping. But you what know it, I, mean? I feel like when someone doesn't know how to help, they're gonna keep asking you until you can tell them how to help. I was about to say, but would it would it annoy you even a little bit if I kept saying, you know, can I help, can I help, right? And you give me a clear cut path, right, that that I can't. And I still don't do it, but yet I continually oh, yeah. ask clearly you. Just full of shit. It, that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting that's at. Someone here. like that says, "Hey, uh, you know." Exactly. But you, you see it in addiction right. all the time. You know, it's a constant thing. And it, and so to me, I, I you start getting this feeling of, well, you're just trying to get in my business. You know what I mean? You're not actually trying to help me. You know, you're just trying to see what the hell I'm up to for God knows what reason. You know, and I know a lot of addicts are like that. They get annoyed with the same thing. You see it on Facebook constantly. You know, like, well, what was the point of asking me if you're not going to help me? But then you continually ask me, you know, that that's what I'm saying. And that's just super annoying to me. What are your thoughts, Kevin? Well, I think what we're talking about here is human nature, right? Yeah. Just how people interact with each other. When someone dies, you know, people will say, oh, I'm sorry for your loss. If there's anything I can do, right? And I think it's well-intended, yeah. right? Uh, and it's sort of cultural custom. That we say, oh, yeah, let me help. If there's anything you need, sure. But do we really need, mean that? In no. some cases, sure. In some exactly. cases, absolutely not. It's just an empty sort of gesture that people make. When we say, in our end, too, like, uh, so we're on the receiving end of that. With, oh, no, 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 I'm fine, thank you. When we really say, yeah, 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 yeah right. I could use your help. So we don't know how to ask. You know, it's, these dynamics are just really, I think, about human nature, human interaction at their base level. And how we sort of perceive and navigate those worlds. True. Ah, it's, it's, it's confusing. It's, it's like you, people just naturally react to things. Like if you sneeze and we say bless you, it's like where did that start? Yeah. Like when someone dies, I'm sorry for your loss. It's like you just naturally, if you need anything, call on me. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? So it makes, compl- I, 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 yes, that makes sense. That's another big thing. It's just a natural thing. reaction. Yeah, that's another big thing in addiction, right? So if someone asks you, are you okay? You know, do you need help? Uh, almost 10 times out of 10, you'll hear an addict say, no, I'm fine. You know, I'm, no, I'm good to go. I'm not on drugs. So on and so forth. It's this constant. It's like you're, you're lying to protect something, you know, but what you're protecting is hurting you, you know, but you just don't know how to tell people because you start getting this paranoia. You know what I mean? Or what are they going to think of me? You know, especially if they didn't know you were on drugs to begin with. Right. So a lot uh, with, with the show and everything, a lot of what I try to do is show people that it's okay, you know, to, to rely on somebody else. It's okay to tell someone you're not okay. You know, uh, for instance, with the with the clothing. You know, I did that little video, and that wasn't the point of the video. It was just something that came up, mm-hmm. and and now you know these companies are, are sending me stuff. You know, to help endorse their uh, their brand. Help you go shopping. Exactly. I asked for help. Right. Well, I didn't ask for help, but right. I implied. You're just honest. Yeah. Exactly. I was honest about my situation, and help came. Not a lot of people do that. You know, especially like I said in the in the addiction world, not a lot of people have that level of comfortability. 
you know, to where they're, they're willing to tell you, you know, what's really going on. So with me, if I can tell that just the dumbest shit I've ever done, you know, and just these stories that otherwise someone may not tell, maybe I can make somebody comfortable or give them that confidence, you know, mm -hmm. to reach out for help and support. Uh, and if nothing else, at least show them that it's there and that, that option for dialogue is available, you know, and, and also remind them that it's on you to be honest, you know, so in the same vein of me saying it annoys me when people constantly ask if you're okay and not help, right? If my answer was constantly, I'm fine, then I could never expect help. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and that's lost on a lot of people. So you're doing terribly. You need help, but you don't want to ask for it, but you expect it. True. You know, that, that's illogical. Mm -hmm. And that sort of a logic uh, is, is prevalent, you know, in the addiction world for the most part. So if I can kind of break down, you know, that barrier and, and change people's perspective on even asking for help, I think when... When, when you hear it, asking for help, people automatically think rehab. Everyone's going to be in my business. Everyone's judging me. Ah, no. You can pick one person you confide in, you know, and, and have a serious conversation, you mm -hmm. know. And in, uh, on the same token, you have to be serious about it. True. Right. And you also learn to accept that even if everybody's in your business, learn to accept that. If you need the help, you need the help. Yeah. Like like he said, uh, it's people's natural human, you know, whatever the word is to actually have that habit and to be prideful. And in turn, it hurts them, like you said, almost yeah. like a disease. That almost goes back to the initial statement, is it, uh, is it a decision or is it a disease? Yeah. I think it, it's a case-by-case -case basis. It's a gray area. Because it's not I black think, and white. I think any habit, any negative habit, can eventually act as a disease. Mm. Whether you're someone who overly stresses something, that stress can take a toll on your body and act like a disease. Absolutely. Heroin, over time, can act like a disease alcohol so i think yes it's one of those uh diseases where there's still choice yeah. you have a choice to change this now there's a system getting there there's there's other things but i think all habits all issues can change so to my answer to whether it's an addiction i mean a disease or a choice i think it's a matter of both also i need to know exactly what is going on you know what i mean you have yeah. to dissect yourself like we all have negative habits yeah you know what i'm saying and you and all you, of us you can't blame the people and i don't that that are that see it just black and white one way or the other right you can't really blame them because it's a unique situation you know you can't name too many other especially medical situations that are that can be both you know what i mean either mm -hmm. it's you know you can't think your way into cancer you know and so on and so forth so it's it's unique you know, so it's a. Um, but they gotta it, wake up, man. They have, exactly. Because their way of seeing things as black and white is almost something that can act as a disease. It's exactly. Because like, I feel like people who see things black and white, it's beneficial. At the same time, it's harmful because you don't have empathy for things that don't, you know, what I mean, yeah. fit. It's and you can't really help. It's almost like people feel like if they could put the blame on someone directly, then that absolves them from any, you know, responsibility, absolves them from, you know, compassion and, and, and helpfulness and et cetera. You know, if they could just say, this is what it is, it's your fault, you know, and that's why I don't have to help because you did it to yourself. That, that's silly. That's, by that logic, it's like if you're in a house and, and you have a five-year-old, right, and they accidentally catch the house on fire, are you not going to run in and save the five-year-old? Because it's their fault. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's like it, it's a matter of life and death. And it's the same thing with addiction. You know, and now I'm going to get amped up because I am you know, I'm serious about it. It's the same thing with addiction. It's life and death. Right. So if you are if you're commenting just to find a reason to absolve yourself from the situation, then why the fuck are you in it to begin with? What is the point of asking? Nobody asked you. You get what I'm saying? 
No one asked you, but so many people seek that out. You know, they do these videos and shit like that, blaming whoever. You have no idea who you're impacting. Now, I don't agree that you should use it as a crutch. I don't agree with that, right? So there are people that say, why well, have a disease? You know, you can't, you, you have to have some sort of mercy on me because I have a disease, right? I don't agree with that at all. I'm not saying mercy, right? I'm saying compassionate. I'm saying, tell that person, yes, you did this to yourself. This is on you, right? You made the decision regardless of all the contributing factors, right? This is what you did, but I understand what it's evolved into, right? And I'm asking you how you're doing because I, I want to help you. And that's the piece that's missing more times than not. You know, when my uh, mother died, she died of lung cancer, smoking. And, you know, for years, we all talked about it. And, ah, oh, you know, she put up the resistances like we all did. You know, as, as I said last time, I was a smoker for 20 years. And yeah. So I get all that. And, you know, after she died, I was so angry just at the situation. Mm. So angry. And I remember my dad saying, you know, I never wanted to say to your mom, well, you brought this on yourself. Because that was beyond the point, right? She yeah. was dying and that we for a year. We knew that. What? Okay, yeah. We could say, oh, this was the reason. And he could have like beat her over the head psychologically. Well, you're, you put us all into this situation by your smoking. But he chose not to do that. What he did was make her comfortable. He worked with her treatment. You know, that, yeah. and that, was, well, that was a lesson to me. Like, oh, okay, yeah. I can be angry and I could, uh, I could just be so frustrated with the, why that came to be. But then in the moment someone's addicted going back there why you got how you got there the one thing but what do we do now how do yeah. we make this positive how do we help the addict right now and and you know in the moment yeah that's key it's like how can you also use that situation to talk to the ones that are coming after her like this is why you don't want to smoke this is why you want to find balance if you, maybe you might want to smoke cigars and and cigarettes but find a balance with it i think that's where issues come in with everything yeah. is zero balance at all that's where all addictions come in and after a while when you're unbalanced with something like say if you watch tv too much or if you eat uh animal too much or too much alcohol uh your body be uh, begins to depend on it yeah you know what exactly. i mean and it becomes a habit they say anything that you do for 21 days becomes a habit you know what i mean and your exactly. body begins to depend on these things you know what i mean so yeah. I, we we have to teach balance with yep. everything i agree and, and obviously, like with my father, as far as his addictions, everything from heroin to alcohol, now those habits that he had, they're all, they've all caught up to him now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you have to learn to find balance. If he had balance, maybe he, he wouldn't have needed a new kidney. He wouldn't have had hepatitis. Yeah. You know what I mean? But these things led to that and because you had zero balance. And that's what I tell people. Take what you can from it. Take the lesson learned, right? And then leave the rest behind. You know, there's no point to dwell on anything else because things can't be changed, right? It's a terrible situation. We know how we got there. How are we going to prevent this from happening again, right? The disconnect is what is the next step, right? So if you're looking at a situation, you're running a reductant and you're reducing it down to its cause, right? This happened. That's how we got here. Okay. But why do we even seek that information out in the first place? What is the next step? Are we trying to figure that out, like I said, to absolve ourselves, you know, from any responsibility? You know what I mean? Or are we doing it to make ourselves feel better at the end of the night about not helping people? Or are we doing it because we genuinely care and we want to help people? We want to figure out, you know, the core of this, like where this began, right? Where, where the problem, what's the inception, right? And fix it. You know, that, that's the simplest way to do anything. 
figure out why you're even inquiring about it. Why are you even commenting on it, right? And nine out of 10, you're commenting on it because you know somebody, you know, a family member, a friend or whatever. But then it begs the question, okay, what did you do for that person? And that's, like I said, that's how you figure out what your next step is, why you're even inquiring about this. And I would argue that if you're inquiring just to absolve yourself, then don't ask at all. No one's reaching out to fucking John Smith in nowhere in Milwaukee and saying, what do you think about addiction? Disease or a choice? You know, these guys are getting on and doing all these videos about it, but you have no clue who you're affecting. You know what I mean? There could be someone deciding, do I want to use, do I not want to use? And you got this guy on here yelling at you, right? But it's not giving you any actual guidance. Just telling you, 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 you. Now, for me, I will get on there and say, if I think it's something is your fault, right? But then I'm going to help you remedy it. I'm going to, you know, give you the best advice that I possibly can, you know, to get us out of this situation. And that's, I think, the piece that's missing, you know, for the most part. Is that tough love? Chris? It is tough love. Let's talk about that for a second. So I, I struggle with this concept of tough love. Mm. Uh, let me just beat your head in and I'm doing this out of love. I mean, no, I don't get that. No. Well, I mean, where's the line in this tough love thing? See, I, it, I, I, I enjoy tough love. You know what I mean? But. I don't think it's for everybody because some people don't understand how to do it. Like I have a little cousin Javon that I pretty much raised and it was a lot of tough love. But the one thing that I understood was the buildup, breakdown, buildup. Like say, uh, like say, let's use pushups for instance. If I want him to, you know, be able to be strong and say he's only able to do two, two pushups, I'm going to give him that tough love. Tell him wh why he's doing what he's doing wrong, how he can move stronger. Yeah. Like, yo, don't be weak. You know what I mean? Let him let him wallow in that for a while. You know what I mean? And once I feel like it's getting to a point where he's like taking it too deep, I'm like, I build him back up. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, I don't even I don't even I don't think that you suck. And I'm like, I'm just doing that to make you tough. I want you to be stronger. So it's all about balance. But it's, if you're over, it's, it becomes abuse if you don't have balance. It's a, right, it's right, a subjective concept, right? It's it's situational. It's it's person to person, case by case. Example in the military, right? I have all my soldiers. I can't sit there and again, we'll go with push ups or PT or running or whatever the case is, you know. I generally can't sit there and say, will you please, will you pretty please just do one more push-up and then I have the time to break down why this push-up's going to be good for you and all that sort of shit. You don't have it, right? You have do the fucking push-up, suck it up, let's move forward, and then we have that conversation later. Now, that w would that same line of thinking apply to my daughter? No. You know, so it's it's subjective. You know, and, it, and like you just said, it's it all depends on the person. Some people, you know... Especially, and I, I tie everything back to addiction, right? So a lot of addicts, when you're when you're nice, more or less, right? For lack of better terms, when you when you go about it in the nicest way possible, they start thinking, okay, he's a sucker. You know, this person is a sucker. I can get over on them. So to me, with a lot of people, it's being direct. You know, it's knowing that I'm stern. You know, I'm being candid. I'm telling you what this the issue is and how we're gonna you know move forward. Because again, if you go about it in in this you know nice ingratiating smiley face type of way a lot of people take that as they can get over on you you know that you're you're an easy target to get money and they start with the bullshit of well i'm gonna go to rehab tomorrow i swear to god but can i get the 20 dollars today you know what i mean it's that type of thing so it opens up a whole new list of problems so in my experience initially let people know I'm here for you, but at the same time, I'm not going to put up with any bullshit. I know the red flags. I know what you're going to do before you even do it. True. If you want my help, we have to do this, this, and this. In right. the event that you do none of those, 
I cannot help you. I can only direct you to professionals. And see, that's communication. That's the most important thing. I think if you let people know beforehand your, uh, the way you approach things, how you do things, why you do them. Like, I always let him know, like, listen, I'm going to be tough on you. I'm going to tell you where you fall short at just so you can see it and get better at it. And I'm going to help you get better at it. So now when the tough love comes, he knows my intentions. I feel like some people who don't understand that they need to communicate that, that they need to bring the positive aspect of it. It, it in turn, it does nothing but negative. You get nothing but negative results because yeah. then they think you're their enemy. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the You pretty much are. If you don't have a positive aspect to it, you yeah. know what I mean? You're, you're damn near, you become a bully. I always told you know? my soldiers and NCOs, you have to give people the why. You True. can't just go tell them to do something arbitrarily for the most part. You have to give them the why. Why are we doing this, right? In doing that, you end up, at least in my experience, you end up building that rapport, right? So mm -hmm. they, they know now, if Sergeant Knight tells me to go do this, this, and this, there's a reason, you know, he's not just going to tell us to do something to be doing it, you know, and you, and you gain that sort of trust. But you only get that trust by explaining the why. You know, this is why we're doing that. And that's important, especially in the military. 100%. It's important to foster that relationship with your soldiers when you're in garrison. Because when you go overseas to Iraq, say you're in a firefight and you tell him, you know, run from here to here. You don't want at any point for him to have any doubt. True. You know, that what you're telling him is best for him or her. You know, you don't want that. That's that's when it becomes life threatening. And I tried to get that point across to, again, all my soldiers that are going to become NCOs, officers, anybody that, that we had this type of conversation with, you know, explain the why to people. And they're far more receptive to what you're asking them to do. And you build that trust, you true, know, that, that what you're telling them to do is logical and it's not something you wouldn't do. But again, because you get so many NCOs that come in and say, go do this. And the why is because I said so. And I'm Sergeant First Class, whoever the fuck. And I told you to do it. And that's why you're doing it. Because so, behind all that, all the rank and the uniform is a person. You know, it's just another human being just like you. You know, and, and then so you have to ask yourself, would I want to do X, Y, and Z without even knowing who I'm taking the order from or why? No, the answer is probably no. And neither does that soldier. You know, but people lose that. They get caught up in this rank ego shit, you know, and, and it's a detriment. And again, I just gave a situation where it could be life threatening. I think that point is important for those who have that debate and that uh, heated argument about whether it's a decision or whether it's a disease. I think asking why is important there, because I would ask why did they label it a disease at first on both ends? Because that will help the person who thinks it's just a decision understand why they're pointing it out that it has the disease-like effects and for the addict it might show them that yo this doesn't just because i'm telling you why it's a disease doesn't mean you have an excuse now yeah now i'm telling you it's a disease so now you know how to approach it yeah so i think asking why telling people why helps in all situations Absolutely. you know what i mean just to bring it back to the initial point yeah you know what i mean i think that would be Great. And to that point, it's the last thing I'll say. By encouraging people to do their research, right? Understand the entire subject before you comment on it. It could show a lot of addicts that it's not permanent. You know, yes, you could say this is a disease, but it isn't permanent. Right. You know, at all. It's like, so here are case studies where people, uh, you know, recognize it's a disease and they got out of it. You know, so just as much as it's, it's you could use it to justify, you know, your current position, you can also use it as a tool to understand that, it, that it's temporary. You know, just because it's labeled a disease by no means means you have to be stuck on heroin your entire life. 
it can be changed, but you only know what you're taught, what you've learned. And the only way to do that is to do the research or tune into the damn show, and I'll tell you. So He'll whatever you. one you want to do is fine with me. Chris will tell you all about it. I'll tell you all about it. That's what I'm here for. That's what I get paid. To, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, you know, d there are all kinds of diseases. And there are diseases that are cured every day. And people go on to live lives and live with diseases. HIV is a great example. Yeah. You Magic guys, Johnson. You guys are maybe. He's I don't never going to. He's like Highlander. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You may be uh, too young. I don't know if you guys remember when uh, AIDS came on a scene, uh, you know, back in the day. Everyone thought it was a death sentence and it was. Oh, you know, it's just um, the medical world to the social world. I and mean, we all were freaked out about it. But, you know, we've come to realize that, you know, people can live very healthfully, Magic Johnson in case, uh, with, <laughs> with a disease. They're right? going to die. It takes, I mean, you know, it takes uh, application of medicine and uh, all kinds of things. But, yeah, we can live those lives. Yeah. Understand the disease to understand that there's a cure. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Don't get lost in the, the hopelessness and, the, you know, don't get caught up on the word. You know what I mean? And I think that's what a lot of people do on both sides. You know, you have the people that are bitching about it, you know, saying uh, it's not a disease and they're combative. And you have people that are in it saying, well, it's a disease. You know what I mean? It's nothing I can do. It's a disease. You know, there, there's a reality that needs to be explained to both parties. Because right now you have a whole lot of people barking at each other. Nobody's listening. No one's listening. No one's doing the research. And that's everything. That's from politics to race relations to to everything, man. And and I think it, it all boils down to like pretty much what we've all been saying. It, it It's habit based. And I think anything that deals with habits can be changed. It's going to take a lot of work. I think people just need to learn to put the work in. Like before I go to bed at night, my intentions for the next day is to remove as much negative as possible and put in more positive. Like I literally think about what do I want to get accomplished tomorrow? What needs to be done? I have 24 hours and I lay the entire 24 hours out. It's, I'm not perfect with it, but I try every single day. And I continue on and continue on with that to remove the negative. Like, well, like you know, if you watch Netflix for four hours today and social media for two hours, that's six hours that's gone. Yep. So you can't be uh, surprised by what you get a month from now. So you have to remove those negative habits in order to, you know, be productive. You know what I mean? So I, I encourage folks to write, plan your days out the next day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, get to it. Remove negative, put in positive every day. You know what I mean? It takes a lot of self-awareness. You know what I mean? You're yep. going to need accountability partners, but it's something that I do. It's something that helps me that's, day to day. That was my first step on the three steps to success. Uh, with that, good, we're good, time, good. Are you wrapping up? I'm gonna wrap it up. So that's that, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Go make a list for what you're gonna do all day long. The subject matter today was disease, a choice, or, wait, wait what did I say? Addiction, a disease, or a choice. So, leave your comments, go to the Facebook page, uh, find this, leave a comment, let us know what you think. I promise, no matter how long it takes me, I will respond to each and every one of you. If I do not, one of these kind gentlemen in the studio right now will, one way or another, you'll get a response. So let's have a conversation. Let's have a debate. Like I always say, debate or fight me. I'm fine with either of them. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. And I'm out. My man. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you liked it, which I know you did, make sure to go find us on iTunes and or Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review. It moves us up the rankings, help us reach more people. Also find us on all your major social media, so Facebook, Instagram, 
you name it. We're there. Twitter, find us there too. It's fantastic. It's a huge party no matter which way you find us at. Also on your favorite download site. So I'm talking SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, Player FM. We're everywhere. Follow us everywhere. Enjoy the ride with me. Don't forget, love the addict. Don't judge the addict. And I'm out. You are listening to a production of the Social Voice Podcast Network.